Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. My beloved, today is the fifth week, the Saturday of the fifth week of the Holy um, 50 Days, or the Pentecost period. Uh, and the theme, of course, of this week is Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. And as we heard the gospel today, the Lord said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And we heard the same exact gospel, actually, yeah, and tomorrow will be the same gospel. Um, there are just a few points that uh, I want to point out uh, regarding this gospel. St. Thomas uh, asked the Lord an important question. He said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? So there are two questions here. One is the where and then the other is the how. So asking, well, we don't know where we're going or where you're going. And what Christ is referring to, of course, is the kingdom of heaven, right? So he in essence, we don't know about the kingdom of heaven and we don't know how to get there. And of course, Christ replies to him and says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the kingdom of heaven and he is the way to the kingdom of heaven. He's the resurrection and the life and he is the way. And the Lord gives us, you know, a couple of, you know, uh, important points you have to understand about this heavenly place that we're all on a journey to. The first, he says, Number one, that he comes to prepare, or he went to prepare a place for us. He went to go prepare a place in order to come back and receive us to himself. So if he's going to prepare a place for us, then we should be preparing for that place from here. There's a story, it's a, it's not a real story, it's not a, um, an actual event that happened, but it's a, a story about um, a country, a small uh, country that needed a king. Their king died and they needed a king. And they said, okay, uh, in this kingdom, anybody can apply to be the king, but there's only one stipulation, that you serve for only three years, and after this, you're exiled to an island. So many people said, ah, I don't know, it's kind of risky. So one person said, yeah, I'll be the king for three years. You know, at the end of all of us is the same anyways. We're all going to die anyway. So let me live my these three, three years as a king, and I'll enjoy them until I die. Fafalan, he went and applied and he got the job and he became the king. And for three years, he's living the life, you know, the luxurious life, enjoying the servants, enjoying all the fame and festivities and all these beautiful things maybe that the king, uh, the kingdom has to offer. And after the three years, they came to him and said, your time is up. Now you're going to be exiled to this island. So he goes to this island, depraved of everything he lived with before. He died a miserable life because there was no health care. There was no nothing. He just he died on the island from starvation. So they said, again, we'll apply again. Anybody willing to apply? So again, everybody saw what happened to this first king and said, no way, I'm not going to apply for that job. Then one person said, I'll apply for this job. I'll take it. So he goes and he applies for the job and they give him the kingdom. But right when he becomes, the first day he becomes the king, he starts to make different plans. He's not living the luxurious life. He begins, the first thing he do, does is to build a bridge between the mainland and the island where he's going to be exiled. And then he begins to take resources there. He begins to build a hospital. He built himself for you know, a home uh, and uh, maybe other houses for his friends. And he prepares this island that he's going to live in in the best way. So rather than living it up on the mainland, he prepared this island where he'll be exiled for to sustain him after you know, the three years. Fafalan, after three years, they came and said, time's up, you have to be exiled to the island. But he gladly goes because everything's ready there, right? The same thing happens here on earth, right? We're all here for a temporary time. But our calling is to prepare for the afterlife, the place which God is preparing for us. We need to prepare ourselves from here. 
The good and wise king was the one who prepared his island before he got there. For all planning on going to the kingdom of heaven, we need to keep, we need to prepare for the kingdom of heaven from here. Struggling to enjoy prayer, the praises, the serving one another, all of these things are qualities that we'll be doing in the kingdom of heaven. So we need to learn to begin to do them from now. This is why in uh, St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians, he said to them, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So keep your mind in the heavenly place. So the first thing, he gives us his hope by going and preparing a place for us. The second thing is that he will come again to receive us to himself. He will come again to receive us. Um, and this ought to give us a sense of security. If you think about, you know, uh, when the young people begin to get in the age of, uh, of seeking, you know, a husband or a wife, you'll find there's a common theme, especially among uh, the young ladies, is they'll be interested in somebody, but they want some kind of commitment from him, right? And if the, if the, the situation drags on with no commitment, then they become, you know, uneasy. And they come to Abuna, and her parents might be saying, Habibti, this guy's not for you because he's not committed. He hasn't, you've been with him for X amount of time, and he's not committed. For this lack of commitment gives us a sense of insecurity, and will give her a sense of insecurity. So here the Lord is saying what, that he is coming to receive us to himself. Like he already proposed, and he uh, en- engaged us on the cross, and he says, I'm going to prepare a place and come again to you. So what does this do? This gives us a sense of security that he will come again. And this sense of security ought to enable us to be courageous and be strengthened by this promise that he will come again and take us to himself. Um, <clears throat> that's why the Lord said what? He says, Do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So the one whom I'm in love with and the one who's going to come and take me to his place again is not only the one who has the keys to the kingdom of heaven, but also is the one who has the keys to the kingdom to the kingdom of hell, right? So this ought to give us a sense of security that the one we have this relationship with, with is the one who has the keys to all of eternity, right? So this should give us a sense of security. Lastly, he says to them, "Where I am, there you will be also. Where I am, there you be. So we'll be together again for eternity." And this shows us the desire of God to be united with us throughout eternity. He wants to be um, intimately related to us for all of eternity. If you think about maybe the, your best friend or the, the loved one whom you love the most and being in, uh, and being able to spend this time with them. Maybe when we're young, we want to spend all the time with our friends and never want to go home, never want to study, never want to do anything. Imagine this times a million, right? And with the Lord. And this will never be interrupted, right? This be this intimate unity with Christ in heaven that will never be uh, interrupted. Um, and if you think about like, you know, the stories and lives of the saints, their life is nothing more than an expression of their love for God. I mentioned this to you before about St. Beshoy, right? When he used to tie his beard or his hair to the ceiling so he wouldn't fall asleep. He wasn't doing this to torture himself. Nor is he saying for us to do the same thing. But what is this? It's just his way of expressing to God, I want to spend time with you and I don't want to even sleep. 
It's just like if we, you know, when we ever have like the MCPs and these camps, if I'm really happy there and I don't want to sleep. The chaperones will say, turn the lights off. And we say, no, we want to talk longer. We want to have fun longer. The same kind of yearning and love. He didn't you know, want to leave the Lord. So he didn't want even his sleep to interrupt this time with him. So it was simply an expression of love towards yani, uh, towards God because he um, uh, desired to be united with him just as Christ wanted to be united with him and us. But there's a key to all of this, to this hope, security, and unity. He says he, um, he is the only way to the Father. He said no one goes to the Father except through me. So if you want to enjoy this hope, this security, and this unity, through him is the only way. The world will oppose to us many different forms of false hopes, false securities, uh, 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 like uh, uh, pretending to be wanting to united with with you. But at the end of the day, all of this will flee. All of the things of the earth that we pursue for happiness, hope, and joy, and all these things, everything will flee. You look at the moment, you know, uh, God give you all long life, but the moment that we approach our departure, you know, you will realize everything else in this world is fleeing. The amount of money I have, the kind of home that I have, the kind of social status that I have, everything will flee. And you will be there bare. Just you and God. Right? So if we want to enjoy this hope and security and unity, then it must be through Christ and Him alone. May God grant us to prepare for the place that we will all, we're all journeying to here on earth, uh, as we approach His kingdom. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.